Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv, and we're on episode 14 today. I really hope my message reaches some of you as it's heavy on my heart right now, and it's something I just really feel passionate about talking about and sharing, uh, especially since I'm currently going through it myself right now and really uh, walking into this new season of my life. So no matter what you're doing romantically, no matter where you live, no matter what you do for work, I think this is absolutely relevant to each and every one of us to better ourselves and make sure we're actually enjoying our lives. So a few weeks ago, I met with my personal goal coach to kick off the third quarter. So beginning of July, we met on all the goals I set for myself. And with my goals, they're split up by different categories. So it's really important that you kind of approach all facets of your life when you're planning goals. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean you have to plan a goal for each one of these sections, but some are more relevant than others, depending on, again, what kind of portion you're at in, in your year, where you're at you know, mentally, all that other stuff, right? What you got going on? Do you have projects going on? Are you doing a lot of internal work? Are you at a big time in your career? Are you doing a lot of family stuff? Are you, you know, in a serious point of a relationship? Whatever it may be. So when I was meeting on my goals, one of the goals I decided to make was that I would go to therapy. Now I'd experienced therapy before, I've done it uh, in my younger years off and on, just dealing with trauma and different things that I really wanted to work through. And for the last few years, I've really stopped. I tried to pick up one of those online kind of therapist situations and it just didn't work for me. So I did like one session, I was like, this really isn't for me. And so I was like, I'm gonna get serious, pay out of pocket and find like a private therapist and really start working through some of these things that I've found now later in my life that I deal with. And those aren't the same things that you know, I, I dealt with back in the day, right? Back in the day, I sound like I'm in my terminal stages of aging. Anyways, I digress. So the agreement, and we always make a clear agreement with my goals. It's not just go to therapy because then for my quarter, I could have went to therapy once to reach my goal, right? So it was locate a therapist, start going to the therapist, and then go at the recommended cadence the therapist has for me. So I've begun doing that can't begin to tell you how beneficial that's been and i'll get into that shortly now the other goal i had set for myself was to go on dates at least twice a month so my thought process there was you know i really want to meet my person and putting myself out there is only going to continue to get me closer to that so you know it, it felt like a very constructive thing to do in my head and i decided i'm going to commit to this goal now, over the last couple weeks, I've just had experience after experience. And don't get me wrong, that's been all of what being single and dating has been for me. Like, there's so many stories. Obviously, you you all have witnessed, uh, you know, a good amount of them. Uh, but it was getting to the point where it was actually depressing me, not specifically because a person or a situation was triggered, but quite literally because I was just not enjoying myself. So it all came to a head when I went on a date and there was just a lot of factors to it. But just to kind of sum it up, there was a lot of anticipation there. And in the reality, it was not at all what myself and I think others had imagined for me. And I was just like, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. And that is huge because, you know, after you get hurt, you kind of think to yourself, oh, I, I don't want to be hurt again. I'm, you know, I'm through with love, right? Cue, cue the, like the Marilyn Monroe cover of that song, which is so good. But uh, I just basically was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I had like a few like scraggling kind of things lingering. 
you know, people I was supposed to hang out with doing this and that. And I'm like, I really got to think on this. So I, the other night, went and got Taco Bell, my favorite thing, went and got Taco Bell, put on one of my comfort movies and just really sat with myself. I sat with myself for a while and I felt everything I needed to feel. And I just decided I'm done. I'm done doing this. So I went and deleted all my apps. I deleted the phone numbers of just people who have been breadcrumbing and or kind of in and out of my life. And what I mean by that is when I say breadcrumbing, a lot of times it's people that are like, they, they want to be present or they want to hang out with you when they want to. But otherwise, it's almost like you're just kind of a um, an accessory and they pick you up and put you down when they want to. Right. And just things that just didn't make me feel good. And all of that was romantically centered. I was so tired. I, and I, when I say this now, I was because doing this has rejuvenated me so much. I, I'm fucking sick of crying over the same person for the last almost year. A person who can't even bother with sending me a text back, okay? I'm tired of going on dates with people that only talk about themselves or easily let me pay the bill or, you know, have trauma that they want to dump on me like I am their personal therapist. And I'm tired of, you know, the first thing a man saying to me is I just want something casual or being inconsistent and then having dumb excuses for it or not treasuring and valuing my time or just letting me down. I'm I'm fucking sick of it. I'm, I'm not. It's not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not going out on the town being like, woo, this is great. It's depressing and it sucks. So I just decided I got to take this leap and I got to do this thing and I'm not dating anymore. And what that means for me is that I want to figure out why the cycle keeps repeating in my life. And more than anything, it means that I'm dating myself now. And I've always heard people say that. And I'm going to be honest with you. You guys have heard me. I'm not a big fan of buzzwords. I, I, I like phrases. They don't really do it for me. A lot of times my head goes to like this corny false sense of like, I don't know, spirituality and or wellness and everything else. And I just don't fit in that category. I'm never going to be the poster child for like health, whether it's physical or mental. And I've, I've accepted that. I'm OK with that. And I embrace it. But I want to take back that time that I have spent anguishing over outcomes and the time I put in getting to know people who really, you know, don't match my energy and the money and the like <laughs> like every little thing that I put in, I want it back and I want it for myself. And I want peace and I just want to be happy. And dating is not making me happy anymore. So I'm retiring from it. And so it's been great. Just it's really been like the last week, but just the quiet I've been having. It's a little weird to not wake up and like you know, go into my apps and like, you know, see the prospect of who I'm going to meet that day, right? Continuing those conversations or having a placeholder just in general with like being hung up over someone, like all those other things, whether it's someone from my past or not. Um, but I feel really good. And I had talked to my therapist about this and specifically we really hit the point of, um, you know, me just having two people in my life that in different ways I've just not been able to let go. Um, one for, from the more recent times and one from like a really long history that I've talked about a million times um, on this episode. And I think that what I'm learning is like when I lose someone that I'm in love with, like I grieve that like a death. It's very similar the way I speak about it, the way I, I behave, the range of emotions I go through. So I'm really going to focus on processing those things and more than anything stop fucking idealizing men who have not 
earned or given me the respect and love and time that I deserve from someone I spend that much energy on. So I'm really excited to start this new era. I know this is a very long winded um, update, but you know, you guys always ask for updates on my life and want to know. So, so there it is. Now, what I do want to say is I was talking to my goal coach. We were catching up. We, you know, talk every two weeks about progress. And so he was like, what does this mean? Like you're done dating indefinitely. Like you are okay with just being alone forever and everything else. Or is this a break? And you know, when I told him was, I want to be done with the cycle that I was in forever. I don't want to ever go back on an app. And I think that there's a dependency and addiction that's built there when that's the way you've met people for so long. Um, and it doesn't mean it if someone comes up to me and seems like prospectively a good person, then I'll be like, no, I don't want to spend time with you. Like, get the hell out of my face. But that doesn't really happen. So um, I'm not I'm not overthinking that very much at this point in time because it's just kind of is what it is. Um, but yeah, if, if the universe brings me something and it matches the person it brings, should I say, matches my level of success, my level of dedication, my level of loyalty, my communication, my love, um, my efforts, my passions, like all those things, fucking great, bring it on. But otherwise, I'm done searching for it. So that's why I wanted to talk about your relationship with yourself today and enhancing that, growing that, and actually enjoying it. I've heard so many times people tell me like, oh, you know, like you just need to be alone. You need to be alone and you need to focus on you. And you know what I want to say to them every time they say that? Go fuck yourself is what I want to say. Because in my head, I'm like, I've been alone for most of my adult life. I sleep in my bed alone, right? Like I wake up, I pay my bills alone. I, you know, plan things by myself. I, you know, all these things, these experiences that I have. Yes, I have amazing friends and family, but I have been alone. And I think a lot of times people confuse the pursuit of meeting someone with actually being alone, regardless of what you're interested in or what you want. Like if you are, you know, I'm going home every day to my place where I live by myself, like I am alone, right? So I, I don't like that. And I think a lot of times when people say you got to be OK being with yourself before you're with someone else, like that's a bunch of bullshit, too. I just don't agree with those things. What I do think is being the healthiest version of ourselves, whatever that looks like, no matter you know what we're intending to do or what we're currently doing uh, makes a hell of a difference, though. So, you know, when I heard these catchphrases like date yourself, be in love with yourself, put that energy to yourself. I'm like, uh, all right, just chill. Okay. Um, but now I'm kind of starting to learn a little bit more about what that means for me. And what I'm seeing is that that just, I equate that to peace. And I think a lot of the times for some of us, peace is a very uncomfortable thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Peace for me in my day to day is like getting home, making dinner, listening to the music I like to, cuddling up with my cats and just like enjoying my home and just being feeling safe and secure, right? So I do have that. But I think this quiet in like when the weekend comes, right? Those like those that weekend haunting of like, what are you going to do now? Like <laughs> what's going to what's going to keep your attention? Like who's going to, you know, show you, you know, <laughs> show you any validation, like any whatever measure of those things that you go through. But uh, what I found now is like 
it's kind of embracing those things and to stop putting an expectation on yourself of what those things should look like. So for instance, a day that's just always been really hard for me is Fridays. And I love Fridays, don't get me wrong. Like I love them and loathe them at the same time because a lot of times what I see, it's that everybody's got something to do, right? And then I kind of feel like, oh shit, I should be doing something. And then I think about what I'd really like to be doing and it's like, I'd really like to just be spending time with the person I love. Like that would be freaking great, you know? And so it turns into this whole cycle. So I've obviously found methods even before this epiphany I had um, to really start to enjoy my Fridays, which is like I have, you know, my workout, I do my podcast, like I do like clean up my house. Like there's things that I can do to, you know, start to look forward to it. I go by by the co-op and buy my favorite wine. But ultimately what it comes down to is just trying to find something to look forward to within yourself. And I think sometimes that just means slowing down. So something I really enjoyed this week that I did for myself was there's this cute little, you know, um, kind of bar restaurant in the neighborhood I live in. And it's such a, such a like calm, just gorgeous place in this area. I really do love it here. Um, and I was like, you know, I really want to go there. Maybe I'll go there for a date. Like that was my whole thought process. And instead what I did was I dug out a book that my sister gave me almost 15 years ago. It is like coffee stains on it, bent out of shape, everything, and has a lot of um, spiritual significance to me. It reminds me of a really, really amazing and beautiful time in my life. And I, I dug that out and I was a little nervous. I'm like, I go places by myself, but I'm like, okay, you're going to do this. Come on. Like you got to be okay with this. And I just went to this place. I ordered myself a martini and I read my book. And before I knew it, I was there for an hour and a half, almost two hours. And I really enjoyed myself. And I liked the fact that it wasn't super crowded. So, but there were still people around. It wasn't really like dark and kind of like I'm sitting alone at a bar by myself, right? Like it felt like I was around energy. I was around energy. I was surrounded by different people's energy, but I was kind of doing something for myself. And you know, I wore a new outfit that I got that I liked. And, you know, I took myself on a date and it felt really good after. And the accomplishment of after you write or read or listen to a podcast or anything else, you feel good because you're like, yeah, I did that. Right. So that again, I go to restaurants all the time by myself. I do these things, but the intention is so different now because I'm like, I'm taking myself out and I'm doing this. So now I'm kind of like, oh, where am I going to take myself next? And I think that's what differentiates it. It's yes, I'll go take myself out to eat and do this and do that. But a lot of times it's like I'm sitting on my phone, you know, I'm kind of waiting for the next thing to pop up. And instead, I'm just kind of trying to stay present and enjoy my time with myself. So I think this also can bleed into how you're viewing yourself. So for a lot of the time that I've spent in my adult life on this earth, I have try to look at myself through the lens of if anybody else is going to think that I look goofy or if I look unattractive or anything else. And what I've started to just do now is really remove that thought process and instead look at me for what I what I am and who I am and really embrace that and be able to say, hey, you know what? You got your, your cute little glasses on tonight. You got a big old flannel. Like these are your favorite, most comfortable things to wear. You've got a good book. Like, dude, you're cool. Like you're, you're a cool person. You're just hanging out. You're enjoying your life. So just kind of accepting myself as I am instead of sitting there and nitpicking going, okay, well, because I do this every day. Okay, well, once I lose this amount of weight and once I get this eyelash filled and, and then I'm going to do this with my hair and then I'm going to do this. And like, it's just this fucking torturous checklist. And don't get me wrong, some of those things I enjoy doing for myself, but it's like, it's almost like I audit myself every time I do something. And it's like, am I 
whoa, like, am I fucking worthy of even going and enjoying myself because of all these things? And that just makes me so sad. Can you imagine doing that to a kid? Can you imagine looking at a kid and being like, oh, shit, you know, your sneakers have scuffs on them. And like, you know, <laughs> like your teeth aren't as white as they could be. You, no, nah, you ain't going out with your friends today. Like, that's so sad. And that's really, I found how I'll kind of treat myself. It's like I go through this rigorous audit of myself and then it's like, uh, eh, you, you get X amount of privileges tonight because you just really don't look that pretty or you're just really not like, you're not bringing it today. And so spending time with myself and doing that, and this, this does, this applies to all genders, by the way. Okay. I don't care how you identify. I mean, I care. I'm in support of that, but, uh, you know, like that is a very real thing. Like we go through these self battering phases and it's so tiring, right? So like spending some more time to do that. And I think this really goes, I talked about being a child, like this really goes into healing your inner child. And I can't begin to tell you how much peace I have found in that, which is actually going to be related to story time later. So I can't wait to tell you all about that. But that kind of goes down again to like, sometimes it's okay to just treat yourself like a kid and be like, and when I say that, it's like, order the little, you know, pasta thing you want, dude. And like, you know, you, you like to read, like for me, reading was my favorite thing to do as a kid. And I would spend hours and hours in the library. And when my mom would want, you know, to go, I would cry or I'd be like, please leave me, please leave me, please leave me. Right. And I, I was so content, so happy. And you know, in that time of my life, I didn't have a lot of friends. Right. Um, I was like chasing girls around the playground, trying to get them to play with me. <laughs> they didn't want it. They didn't really want to play with me. Right. Like, so it was just like, it was such a beautiful thing for me. And that's why when I root into that, it feels so good but it's so much easier for me to, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I still love sitting on TikTok and scrolling and laughing at things and sending them to my favorite people. But like, I spend so much time doing that. It's like, oh shit, when's the last time I picked up a book, right? Like, except for this designated time where I'm like, I have to read or I put this thing. Like just trying to find enjoyment again in things I really liked doing. Uh, A big thing has been swimming. Like, I had such a huge issue with going in the water because I'm like, oh, I'll never be skinny enough. I'll never be this enough. I'll never be that enough. And I'm just like, I literally do not give a fuck. Like I love swimming. It makes me happy. And I'm in all my friends can attest to this. I'm literally like a kid in the water. I'm like, pull me around. Like I have my little floaty. I'm like just staring out to the sun. Like I'm falling asleep. Like I just love it. And I think those things are, are so healing. So I'd really encourage you to think about the things that you enjoyed a lot as a kid. And if you didn't really get to figure out what you enjoyed as a kid, the best part is, is you can start doing that now. You can start doing a couple things. And like, even if it comes down to like asking one of your friends, hey, can I borrow this book? Or, you know, hey, like, I think I'm going to go to this place. Like there's a little place to like hike over here. Okay. And I'm going to check this out. Like anything you want to do. Now I will say, you know, I think a more controversial take is I, I do spend time and money on myself. Um, and I enjoy doing that. That's, that's something that is, is important to me as I I've grown more in my career. I work, you know, hard for what I have and I like buying myself stuff. Now I realize the monetary aspect can't really apply to everyone. I'm very privileged in the sense where I have a really great job and I, you know, have a beautiful home and, you know, I I have the financial stability and income where I can do those things for myself. So if I decide, Hey, I want to go buy myself this bag or, Hey, I want to do this. Um, I do that for myself. Now, one thing I will say is I try not to do that to excess because if I'm constantly just buying myself stuff to make myself feel better, that the outcome there is going to be like, 
it's going to be pretty temporary. Um, but what I will say is, and hear me out here, is sometimes it's just okay to get yourself something. And I think a lot of times we'll tell ourselves, like, we'll let the stress get to us. And it'll be like, well, you know, I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. And it's like, okay, like... Find a, let's find a happy medium here. For instance, maybe there's something that you really want and you're like, man, I really want this. Like my newest fixation has been this Yeti cooler. I'm like, man, I really want this Yeti cooler. Go out to my rooftop, have the drinks cold and I have to run back and forth. Like <laughs> it really is a necessity, right? And it, I just think it looks cool. I, I have like a Yeti like tumbler and it's, it stays cold. So I'm like, I want the Yeti. But then, you know, I kind of realized, okay, I'll think about this for a few weeks. Those are they're expensive for a damn cooler. And then I'm like, okay, what could be a compromise here? Because there's other cool, you know, cool coolers that I could get that are like, you know, they don't have the big Yeti logo on them. Like, does it really need to be the Yeti cooler, Olivia? So like sometimes checking in with yourself, but I think we stop ourselves so much and we're like, oh no, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. And it's like, if it's a habit and it's a compulsive thing, that's, I'm not speaking of that, but I'm just like spend a little money on yourself sometimes like money comes and money goes okay so i think taking that moment no matter how small or how big it is like it's okay to do that and it does feel really good to be able to say like you know what i treated myself to a nice dinner tonight or you know what i got this jacket i really wanted and it's like yeah all right you know do that for yourself and i think the biggest thing and this is my like almost like my final boss when it comes to dating myself and you know however you want to phrase it is vacationing and going places so for so much of my life I've really been um kind of a downer when it comes to travel like and I, I totally admit that some especially my best friends I feel bad they're like let's go on a trip let's do this and I'm like it's funny because once I get there I have the time in my life but like actually planning it I'm um you know I have deal a lot with anxiety I really don't like leaving my cats I'm very attached to them um and I think more than that it's just like travel wasn't a really big part of my life growing up so I don't value it the same way I think that um others do where it's like oh you have to travel that was never like something that was encouraged of me or like we really did or talked about like if we did it was a necessity and it was kind of obviously by the decision of my parents to like go see family or, or do whatever so I didn't really go on like fun trips you know or maybe a couple things but I was pretty young so as I got older, it wasn't something that I really valued. And now I understand the importance of traveling, even if it's getting in your car and going, you know, an hour um, away or two hours away, which I, I do like. You guys know I'm the staycation type of bitch. But um, I think a big thing that I've not done I've never, you know, been to a couple places and I always tell myself, well, you know, I really want to go there with the person I'm in love with. I want to experience that with the person I'm in love with. And what I'm realizing is I can't keep giving up opportunities and experiences just to wait for someone to do them with because before I know it I may I may never do those things I I can't hinge my life around doing something with another person I know this is just speaking to single people right now but I also think at the at the same breath people in relationships what I find is like if your partner can't do something, it's like, ah, uh, you know, um, we, we can't make that or like, hey, you know, work or finances or anything else. I think a lot of times what will happen is when you're in a relationship, you you become a unit and you also don't give yourself those opportunities. Right. So and that goes the same into the last thing I just talked about, the monetary aspect. So it's like, what are you doing to spend time with yourself and enjoy yourself and push yourself out of your comfort zone? Like, are you wanting, if, if your comfort space, so just like mine is my cats, if yours is your partner or partners and you're like, oh, I don't want to leave home. I just kind of like hanging out with them. And like, this is, it's so much easier doing this, right? And even though it's the same thing you do every week, it's like really challenging yourself to do that because I think such a strong, 
um, sense of self-worth and pride comes from, the good pride comes from being able to say, yeah, you know what? I went on this trip and I did this and I experienced this and I, I did it on my own or I did it in, in a, a more solo-minded state, right? Maybe you go with a group, but you do that for yourself. Just being able to say, I 100% did this thing for me. I don't know how many things in our lives we actually function that way with now. And so this has been something I really want to take on. And so, you know, I'm going to Vegas next week and I'm going with some of my favorite people from work. And, you know, a lot of them are going for a conference thing. I'm not, that's like not my side of the house. I don't really do the like face-to-face customer stuff. So I'm like, cool, you guys meet with clients, do whatever. I'm just going to enjoy myself. And for a minute, I'm like, come on, like this much for the hotel room. And then, and then you're going to like, and the boys, like my cats and, and like this and that. And I'm just like, shut up, shut up. Like, shut up and just go. Go and enjoy yourself. Like, you'll figure everything out. Just go and enjoy yourself. And I understand for some people, you're like, bitch, Vegas, count me. I don't even have to think twice about this. Please let me go, right? Um, and sometimes others are like, you know, I kind of like my comfort zone. So this is something I'm I'm trying to do. But I think that, again, talking a little more about travel, travel aside, I think it's so important for us to focus on the intentions of why we are doing things. And I know for me, going out, intention of meeting someone. Oh my gosh, what if I meet someone? What if I see someone hot? And I get it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it really is like, what attention am I giving to myself, right? The same way with planning trips, the same way with getting something for myself. Like, what am, what am I giving to myself? And that's really what I want to talk about here is like, that. that's what I'm trying to get at is like that excess of energy and attention you give to everything else like really pouring that back into yourself and we're going to have moments and seasons in our lives where we're busy and we're on the run or we're really content doing something and we're not going to slow down and be like okay yeah I'm going to take myself out on a date but I think even man just even doing it once a month it's just it brings you such a again a strong sense of self and I think it's so so important now in the last breath here what I also want to encourage is hobbies And I think as we get older, we lose that passion and zest for having hobbies because we're fucking tired. You know, you work, you pay bills, you do this, you do that, you're on the run, just want to go home and chill or whatever that looks like for you. Or even sometimes it's like you want to get into a hobby, but you're like, oh, is this worth the investment or and or I'm like, I'm too late to the punch. And I think they're safe and when I say safe like non-risky ways to try out hobbies and a lot of times that's leaning on your community and people that you love and care about so for instance like one of my best friends is super into roller skating like she loves skating and I had a period in my life where I I was super into skating as well and then it just kind of like it, it came and went um but what I found now is like you know she's encouraged folks to go to the like the rink and everything else and I see some of my friends like feeling more interest there and kind of being like, ooh, like, you know, but then there's this like fear where it's like, oh, I'm not that good or, you know, should I really buy skates or anything else? But sometimes it's just as simple as maybe this is something you enjoyed it. You had fun when you do it. Go once a month, like go once a month, pay the freaking $8 to go and like enjoy yourself, right? So I think uh, little things like that are really helpful. Even if you just like go to the dollar store and you're like, dude, I want to like make something. I don't know what I want to make. Like go try it out, right? Like finding little ways to do things 
and being inspired by and this is one of the beautiful things about the internet is you can see what people are creating that's why social media can be so great there's that upside to everything right seeing what people create and being like huh what do i want to do here and sometimes like for me i really love cutting up my clothes <laughs> um i'm a big fan of crop tops they're just a lot more comfortable to me i've always like i like the air there like um <laughs> just like the, the airflow is the most important but i just like the way they look like high-waisted pants with a crop top is like my outfit right and so like i just like cutting my shirts and like listening to music and being like oh I should do this and I should do that like just little stuff that you can do to enjoy yourself makes such a big difference and again I don't think there has to be a huge um financial investment there to do that or even like rearranging your furniture it's like I really want to feel good about my house okay I'm gonna move my desk over here or I'm gonna move this lamp and just spending time to observe your interests and curiosities is is so fulfilling and i think taking a break from being on the run and go 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 and of course serving others is so important i'm a huge huge big big fan on servitude but i think you can't really actually serve and do it with your like full heart if you're you're kind of not really giving yourself any of that same value and you wouldn't do those things for yourself right so i don't know just throwing a few ideas at the wall but i'm really really hopeful that after listening to this episode, you're feeling like, hey, listen, maybe I should spend a little more time with myself or maybe I do deserve more than what I am giving myself because it's not always going to be easy. I'm not saying that I'm going to feel this high even tomorrow or next week or anything else, but the satisfaction that I feel from just really looking at me and separating myself and prioritizing myself um, and not being on autopilot, right, has been really great. Yes, I, I have my gym routine, my Peloton routine, should I say. Yes, I have, you know, my spiritual things that I do every week that are really important to me, like rituals and so forth. You know, yes, I have different, like, hobbies like the podcast and everything else um but just spending that little extra time has just made all the difference and I'm, I'm really hopeful that I can be consistent with it and um that also you can find that time for yourself so that's a lot of love and light bullshit and I'm with it don't get me wrong like I'm with that shit it's great but also it's story time so let, let's let's kick it up a notch here so this is the story of the town bozo so my best friend and I went to one of our local bars in the city we grew up in together. And we're just like, you know what? Let's just like people watch, laugh, do whatever. We're both like exhausted emotionally for different reasons. And we're like, you know what? We just want to cut loose, right? So we go and she's the most beautiful girl in the world. I mean, like literally she doesn't even realize it. She looks, the best way to describe my best friend, like my other half is... Like, she looks like she just walked out of a movie from, like, the 40s and, <clears throat> like, a movie star and just, like, sat down. Like, her demeanor, the way she carries herself, her her actual bone structure, everything about her, her style, she just is, like, timeless. And so anywhere we go, it's like eyes are on her. Now, granted, she, as, as quaint and beautiful as I'm saying she is, she's also a little feisty little thing so you know and then there's me and I've got you know I've got when you get to know me I'm I definitely have a lot of feminine playful energy but I think a lot of times I come off pretty masculine and I'm, I'm very comfortable with that I love that about myself it's more like when I trust you I let it down and then also in pictures I can look you know really really feminine but so we're not let, needless to say we're both good people I'd like to say um but we're not the most approachable two gals so like a guy would come near us and we would just like look at them like don't fucking come near me right and it was like when I say that I'm like the drunken guy who's like being like trying to touch our tattoos or something like dude get away from us right 
But for the most part, we're having a good time. We're watching this, like, I guess you could call them a couple having a very heated debate, but they're also wasted and a lot older than anyone in the bar. So it was just like, it was, it was, it was very entertaining. Okay. So we're like, what the hell is going on? We're seeing all these things, these guys trying to like Mac on these girls and like just absolutely failing at it. These like wasted people dancing. It's just like, it was, it was great. So I don't know where this guy comes around and he definitely in terms of like the prototype of both of our, our types, they're we have different tastes but there is like a general prototype and it's like okay like you know there's a couple things you check off the checklist and he fit those things so she's like you need to like look around like this guy is definitely your type kind of thing but he also looks like a douchebag so I like look around and I'm like oh wow you know from like the distance I'm like damn that he definitely is my type uh and so she's like yeah but no he looks like a douchebag and like not gonna happen whatever and I'm like yeah okay fair 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 so we're, we continue our conversation and at some point he like is looking at me and I'm like, why? I wasn't rude, but I was like, why are you staring at me? And he's like, I'm just like, you're pretty. Can I stare? I was like, uh, okay, you know, bold. And so we get to like talking eventually. <laughs> and I should have known, like the warning sign was he was like definitely like wasted and I, I could kind of tell he was like a seasoned person at being wasted so he's like kind of like wobbling but he's still there and then at one point like he's going back and forth we're bantering whatever then he'd go socialize and at one point he comes back to us and he's like yeah like you know like he's kind of hitting on both of us and we're like okay like no don't do that like don't like don't do that so you know I made the mistake of giving the guy my number ended up kissing him whatever okay no big deal like just get it over with and upon like spending a little more time with him he did seem like a pretty like sensitive nice person just maybe like a bit of a party guy which is not normally my thing I don't really like that but I'm like okay you know what I was going through it and like kind of just wanted to have someone that I could spend time with and enjoy so I figured why not fuck it even though again I can't begin to tell you there's various red flags okay so <laughs> At one point, we, we like hung out, got drinks, whatever. At one point, he invites me over to his house. And it was just after, it was like during the holidays. And it was like after like spending time with family and friends. And like, I kind of wanted to go out and like have fun. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we can go get drinks, do whatever. So that was kind of my plan. And mind you, again, I do want to say I, I was attracted to this guy. Physically, I was attracted to him. Okay. Um, I, I don't like when people like, talk about people in like the post like experience sense and are like oh god like totally gross like yes there's been things that people do that put me off and anything else but obviously I was attracted enough to the guy to you know go see him and continue talking to him as I was so uh we hang out and um you know there was like a even more red flags and especially because he was like just like a whole grown-ass man and like didn't like have like a bed frame and like like had like the one pillow thing going on. Like it just, I should have just left, okay? Um, but I didn't. So, I, you know, I felt close and vulnerable enough with him to like stay the night, whatever. And kind of think to myself, okay, like this guy kind of is a mess in a lot of ways, but he also seems cool. And like he's, I've got a little soft spot for him, right? So when I came over to his house, I brought my, um, one of my stuffed animals. Um, it was a pillow pet that I had just gotten, um, like a week or two prior. 
And like all my friends know, like I love pillow pets. Now, do I walk around with a, a mall or something with a pillow pet in my arm? No, but like I, especially if I'm staying there at someone's house and like I don't know what their pillows are going to be like or anything, like the pillow pet really does come in handy because you just open it up and you lay your head on it. Like why the hell not? And I'm not ashamed of that. Like I have a couple stuffed animals. I have the one from when I was first born that's very, very important to me, Miss Bunny, and she has a missing eye um, and tail. <laughs> And Rocky Road ice cream stains on her um, from when, you know, they had those big like briars jugs or jars or whatever. I don't know what they call those now. And then I had, you know, my pillow pack, whatever. I didn't even think much of it. I made a couple jokes about it, like had it next to me, cuddled up to it at night. And I felt safe and secure staying there. So the next time I see him, he had talked about like, oh, yeah, we'll have to get drinks or something. Next time I see him, it's a little weird. Like he had like posted this thing about some girl on Instagram. And I'm like, was he cheating on his girlfriend with me? Was he in and out of relation? Like, I didn't know, but it was sus. Um, so I stopped talking to him. He ends up reaching out to me and apologizes. And he's like, yeah, I had an off and on again thing with my ex, but I'm really sorry. Like, whatever. Like, you're a really cool girl. Like, so I'm like, cool. We can be chill. I'm not, I'm not going to like probably get ever be romantic with a guy again but whatever so one of my girlfriends and I go out long story short we're at a bar just playing games talking whatever and at one point this man looks at me and he says to me yeah um you know you're chill but you're just super weird and I was like what wait what and he's like yeah you're super fucking weird and I was like but it was aggressive like it was almost like you know, if someone does something like creepy to you and you're like, bro, you're being weird or you're being creepy or like, what's wrong with you? Like almost like this accusatory tone. Um, that was kind of the way he said it to me. And like instantly I felt like so small. I don't know how to explain to you other than I felt extremely small. And I was like, why, why are you saying that? Like, <laughs> what did I do? And he's like, uh, you're like a grown woman and you like bring a stuffed animal to a guy's house like that's so unattractive and that's so weird and that's so creepy and like uh just like uh, like you're not a fucking kid like you need to grow up whatever and like this dude is just going in on me and I'm just shocked because most of the girls I know have stuffed animals number one okay it's not it's not a it's really not that fucking big of a deal and second of all like I've had guys that I've dated tease me about like one of my stuffed animals like when they see my fucking Miss Bunny all fucked up they're like dude what the hell is this like it's time to throw this away babe you know like it's funny it's not like a big deal or like oh god here she goes with a stuffed animal like it's it's really not that deep um and I think it's important if that's something that's good for your inner child to have then absolutely have a fucking stuffed animal so this dude is going in on me and I'm thinking to myself damn who the hell hurt you okay so I'm like, uh, all right. I'm like, that's really rude. And, uh, you know, I brought that there because I thought that you would just like have a good sense of humor about it and also like not judge me for it. Like, I don't, I don't really think it's, I don't really think that's necessary to be so cruel about this. I was like, you're being really rude and like, for sure, like I'm good off of continuing this conversation. He's like, oh, grow the fuck up, whatever. Just being so mean. And I'm like, damn, you know what? Maybe this dude didn't have stuffed animals when he grew up because the way he was mad, how personal it was, I'm like, you're lashing out on the wrong person, dude. Like you need to take this up with someone else. So needless to say, my friend and I leave, he leaves and it's just like, we do not say goodbye. It's very tense. It's very awkward, whatever. And I remember leaving and getting in my car and I started crying because I felt so stupid and so embarrassed. And it's, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. But I really felt like this guy was just kind of insulting me and making me seem 
you know, not wanted or unsavory or anything just because I had a fucking stuffed animal, okay? Which, by the way, in my defense, I, what I should have said was, you have one Target pillow from, like, the summer of, like, 2006 on your bed. Like, I needed a pillow, right? But at the end of the day, like, I took my L, I did that, and I just got to go with it. I'm also not a fan of saying something mean back to someone just because they're mean to you. But I had, like, this whole just emotional experience with the stuffed animal. And then I thought to myself, when I get home, maybe I should get rid of my pillow pet. And so I'm like, <laughs> his name is Linus. I'm like, damn, I might have to get rid of Linus. Like, this sucks. Like, I'm never going to find a boyfriend if I keep Linus around. So I have this whole, you know, predicament I'm going on through. And then I, like a couple days later, I end up opening up to one of my friends about it and my dating coach at the time, who's now my friend. And my dating coach, who is like, just... or who was my dating coach is just like one of the funniest people, but he's also like very secure in himself and everything else. He's like, dude, what the fuck? A girl could bring like five fucking stuffed animals over. And I'd be like, okay, like just make sure like that's cute. But like, I want to, I want to make sure to sleep. Just don't let him take up the whole bed, you know? So he made me feel better about it. Um, several other guy friends made me feel better about it. And then my girlfriends were like, what the fuck? Like they all super validated me. And then I started realizing like, bro, I just let a dude who doesn't have a car, can't actually legally drive, um, and like does not have his shit together at all, and is mean on top of that, just make me feel inadequate. Like, bro, I'm pulling up at your house, like post-work executive in the Tessie with a heart of gold, like coming through, like, and whatever. And yeah, I have like, yeah, I have a stuffed animal in the front seat of my fucking car. Okay. So it was, it was um, uplifting after that point to realize like it was okay for me to be true to myself. And if someone was going to think that was unsavory or not like it or find it attractive, they're not the fucking person for me. So I guess what I want to say in the story time is number one, fuck that guy. And number two, if anybody does treat you that way or make you feel stupid for doing things that make you feel safe and good. And again, if you're not hurting anyone or you're not making anyone uncomfortable outwardly, like for instance, you know, I think what would be a little bit more of crossing a line is like if we were in a social situation or like, let's say I was seeing him and he had friends and everything else. And like, I'm socializing with a bunch of adults and I like have to carry my stuff down the world around. I'm not judging someone who needs to do that. But I think at that point, it's like, that should probably be a conversation. Right. But like, I just like have my stuffed animal next to me and I'm like, yeah, it turns into a pillow. And like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hurting anyone. And I'm not like, um, actively looping him into portraying something that maybe he's not comfortable with. Right. So it really didn't need to be a whole thing. But if you have someone who is making you feel stupid or silly for those kind of things or doesn't want to do those kind of things, maybe they're not even being a dick about it. They're just like, there's certain things that make you feel good or safe and like really soothe your inner child and and the other person is not down for that. Like just know, like if it's not hurting anyone and it makes you feel better, you fucking do what you got to do. And the right person is going to be like, oh, I take your stuffed animal. Guess what? I'm going to show up with another one for you. You know, Merry fucking Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Like, have a good Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Don't celebrate a holiday at all and just get it for them. So that is my story time. Um, And I just want to remind you guys, really, with this episode, prioritize the hell out of yourself. Do things that make you feel good. You're not hurting anybody. You do what you got to do. And and more than anything, um, 
Make time for that little kid inside of you because they, they deserve it. They deserve it. They're cute as hell. Even if you were ugly ass baby, you were still cute, okay? Um, and I'm sorry, I love you guys. There's a lot of y'all that were ugly babies. I'm just gonna keep it 100 with you. But the good news is, look how you turned out now, right? Okay, I had a weird shaped head and I'm pretty sure every single person thought I was a boy. Um, but that's okay, because I, you know, I turned out okay, right? Um, but just spend some time with those little ones. Look at some photos of yourself and, and just remember that that person didn't go away. The person's still in there. And sometimes they really, really, really want to steer like all the control gears inside of your head and be like, go this way, do this. And there's times where you got to be like, all right, buddy, you got to sit down. And then there's other times where it's like, you know what? Go buck wild, kid. You want a Sunday with three cherries? Go get the Sunday with three cherries. So I uh, hope you all have a great weekend. And... Um, that this episode speaks to your heart the way uh, it did to mine. I uh, love you all. Can't wait to come back with our next episode. Feel free to send DM. Sorry for screaming. And let me know what you want me to cover. Thanks for joining. This is Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv, and I'll talk to you real soon.